This is the Seven Hills Church Podcast, where you'll hear incredible teaching from our very own Pastor Marcus Meekham. If you enjoy what you hear, you can subscribe anywhere you get your podcast to get brand new episodes waiting for you every week. You can also download our free smartphone app to see even more exclusive content and to get connected with the life of Seven Hills. Let's get right to the message, and thanks again for being with us. Well, hey, what is up? Uh, Wednesday night prayer service. I'm so pumped up that you uh, decided to tune in, and uh, we've got a special night planned for you. Not going to be very long. Um, Hopefully, you're enjoying this amazing weather. Um, I'm kind of surprised that you decided to tune in and not be outside enjoying the weather. Maybe you're watching at a later date. Shout out to you. Um, And so, love you so much, church family. And uh, hey, I just want to spend just a couple quick moments, uh, share just a quick thought, and then uh, and then I've actually uh, asked uh, one of my good friends, actually one of my neighbors, uh, to come and just close out this service. Maybe share a quick thought and uh, and pray for us, for our country, for this church, for this community. And so uh, I love the scripture in Hosea. If you're taking notes, again, I'm gonna be really quick, so you're gonna want to be you're gonna be really quick with those note taken. Uh, and so uh, Hosea chapter four, verse six, the Bible says that my people are destroyed from lack of knowledge, from lack of, think of all the things that, that could be used to destroy someone. And I love that Hosea says that it's a lack of knowledge. It's a lack of knowledge. And I, I, I don't know about you, but I don't, I don't think that we've really understood the depth of racism myself included. I don't think I have understood the depth to this problem. Let me, let me kind of define racism for you. I want to give you three definitions. Number one, racism can be defined as having or hating someone because of their race. Racism can be defined as hating someone because of their race. And sadly, That type of racism exists in our nation. People hate someone because of a race, and it's horrible. Number two, racism can also be defined as believing a race is superior or inferior to other races. That's also racism. If you believe that a race is superior or a race is inferior to another race, that's racism. And the third one, which I think is, is, is most prevalent, all of these are prevalent in America. The third one I believe is most prevalent in America right now. Racism can also be defined as prejudice towards another race. Prejudice towards another race. To be prejudiced is to make a prejudgment about a person without the facts. To be prejudiced is to make a prejudgment about a person without the facts. Now, let me break this down just a little bit further. Prejudice can be broken down as pre-Judas, pre-Judas. Pre is a prefix, which means before. Judas means judgment. That's where we get before judgment, before judgment. When you think about Judas, think about the judicial system. Right? The only problem with pre-Judas is that you make a judgment call before you have the facts. Our judicial system makes a judgment call after they have the facts. Are you following me? 
Okay, so prejudice, aka prejudice, is making a judgment call about someone before we have all the facts. To look at someone and make a judgment before having all the facts is racist. To look at someone and make a prejudgment call without knowing that person and simply looking at their appearance is racist and it's wrong. You may not even know that you have some prejudice in your heart. My guess is that there's a lot of, a lot of people that don't know that there's some prejudice in their heart. But I believe that God wants to deal with that in your heart even right now. I believe he wants to heal you from prejudice. I believe he wants to soften your heart and renew your heart. I have seven very quick points. You're like, this is supposed to be a prayer service. Seven points. I'm sorry. I'm an Enneagram five. I just got to break it down. I got to know everything. They call the Enneagram five, the knowledge hoarders. We just hoard all the knowledge. We got to know everything. So uh, this will be super quick. Um, so you're going to take notes really quick. Um, I just want to let you know what God thinks about racism. Number one, racism is pure evil. It's pure evil. Romans chapter 12, verse nine, let love be without hypocrisy. Let love be without hypocrisy, without judgment, without being fake. Love people truly. Hippo Hipp Hippocratic love isn't love. Hippocratic love isn't love. To say I love you and not show you I love you is hypocritical. Paul says make sure that your love isn't hypocritical love. Loving some people and not loving others is hypocritical love. Number two, racism is pure self-righteousness. And I'm going somewhere, by the way. Racism is pure self-righteousness. Luke chapter 18, verse 11, the Bible says that the Pharisee stood by himself and prayed. And listen to the prayer that he prayed. God, I thank you that I am not like other people. In other words, he was praying, I thank you that I'm better than other people. Believing that a race is superior or that a race is inferior is nothing more than pride and self-righteousness and it's evil. Number three, racism violates the great commission. Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, Jesus said, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, nations, all the nations, the Greek word for the word nations is the word ethnos. And this is where we get the word ethnicity. Jesus is saying, go make disciples of every ethnicity, every nation, all ethnicities. I want you to go and make disciples. So racism violates the great commission. This, this, I, I just want you to know where God stands on some of this stuff. Number four, racism violates the great commandment. Not just the great commission, but the great commandment. John chapter 13, verse 34, Jesus says, hey, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. And guess what? By this, Jesus says, all people will know that you're my disciples, that you really are a follower of me by this, by your love for people. 
This is the deciding factor. This is the way that people are going to know that we're different because we love each other. Number five, racism defies God's creation. Racism defies God's creation. Acts chapter 17, verse 26, the Bible says that he has made from one blood every nation. He has made from one blood every nation, every ethnicity. Remember nation, ethnos, ethnic group. God has made every single ethnic group from one blood. No matter your ethnic group and the color of your skin on the outside, we're all red on the inside. We come from one blood, one blood. Number six, racism defies God's plan. Racism defies God's plan. Revelation chapter five, verse nine, the Bible says, and they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood. And watch this out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. God's plan is to redeem people out of every ethnic group. Racism defies God's plan and his creation. And then number seven, it defies God. It defies God himself. Racism goes against God. Racism goes against God's creation. It goes against his plan. It goes against him. The most famous verse in the Bible, John 3, verse 16, for God so loved the world, not one race, the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God's pretty clear, it seems like, on this issue. But there's been a word that's been on my heart all week, and it's the word empathy. Empathy. Empathy is the ability to understand and share the feelings of another person. Empathy is the ability, I love this, is the ability to understand and share the feelings of another person. Imagine what would happen in our world, no matter where you're at, what you've done, what you believe, what you're seeing, Imagine if every person in the world were to do this, to not just understand, but to share the feelings of the other person. Imagine what would happen. But what I love about empathy is that empathy doesn't stop with understanding, right? It's the ability to understand and share. Empathy is not just the ability to understand the feelings of another person, but it's also to share the feelings of another person. True empathy moves from understanding to sharing. And empathy is different than sympathy, though we often use those two terms interchangeably. Sympathy is to feel sorry for someone. I feel sorry for you, so you have my sympathy. Where sympathy is to feel sorry for you. Empathy is to feel sorry with you. If you're celebrating, I'm celebrating. If you're mourning, I'm mourning. If you're happy, I'm happy. If you're good, I'm good. If you're not good, I'm not good. If you're not satisfied, I'm not satisfied. It's one thing to say I'm sorry for you. It's, one, it's another thing to be sorry with you. 
And pastor, I think has done this so well. Behind the scenes, Pastor Marcus, I've, I've seen him be extremely empathetic. I don't know if this is where that word kind of came up, but I've watched the conversations that pastors had behind the scenes. I've seen his heart. I've seen the, the passion that he has to be a bridge builder. And not just saying, I'm sorry for you, but I've watched him sitting with people, texting them, calling them, going to Cincinnati, understanding and sharing the feelings of people that are hurt right now. Let me give you an example of empathy. I have right here a bottle of water and I don't know if they can zoom in on this, probably not, I didn't prepare them for it, but if you could look at the front of this bottle and see what it says, it says Fiji, right? And uh, I can't see what you see. You, you see Fiji. What I see is it's the earth's finest water. It is typical analysis for taste. And then a bunch of other really tiny words that I can't see. But I can't see Fiji. I see something different. But we're looking at the same bottle, Right? This is, so, this is so, so important. I will never see what you see unless I take the time to walk around the bottle, to sit down with you and look at it from your perspective. Are you following me? Sympathy is to say, I feel bad for the way that you see the bottle. Empathy is to walk around to the other side of the bottle and see what you see and feel what you feel. What we need now more than ever is to take the time to walk around the issues, to see what our brothers and sisters are seeing and feel what they're feeling. Instead of just simply arguing about our perspective and what we see and what our side of the bottle says, we need to take the time to walk around to the other side of the bottle and see things from a different perspective. That's empathy. And if we don't do this, if we don't do this, division and racism and hate towards people will always be an issue. And what we need is for it to become personal. And it will never be personal unless we take the time to walk around to the other side of the bottle and empathize this is the last example. And then I'm going to invite my friend Ken up to pray and close us out in school. You know, I remember hearing about even for the first time about the Holocaust. And most of you have probably heard about the Holocaust when you read. And when I remember reading in high school, the diary of Anne Frank Anne Frank didn't just see the Holocaust. This was somebody that was in the Holocaust, felt the Holocaust, experienced the Holocaust. It's different, right? Her perspective is different, isn't it? I suppose if you go to a Holocaust museum and you start to experience and see firsthand what happened, my guess is that it'd be different for you, for me. If you were to see the ovens that human beings were thrown into, the shoes 
that belonged to little children that were brutally killed. The eyeglasses, the teeth, the hair. See, when you see all this stuff and you experience it and you feel it and you understand it, it's different. It's different, that's empathy, it's different. See, when you hear about the Holocaust, it's easy to think about the Holocaust as an issue, an event in history that was wrong. But my guess is that when you see the eyeglasses, when you see the hair, when you see the teeth and the shoes, for these innocent little babies, it's no longer an issue. It's personal, it's personal because it's people and people matter. And I, I want now more than ever for us to walk around to the other side of the bottle and to understand that racism and the atrocities and the hatred towards law enforcement that happens in our nation is happening to people, to people. And we have to take this personal because people matter. It's not an issue, it's not an event, it's personal, it's personal. But we will never understand until we walk around to the other side of the bottle, until we see what other people see, until we feel what other people feel. I wanna ask you, will you walk around to the other side of the bottle? Will you see what other people see? Will you feel what other people feel? Will you try to understand what other people are going through? Will you? I wanna ask my friend Ken to come up and uh, I've asked him to, to just pray over this church, to pray over our country. And uh, Ken is a, is a great man. Uh, he's actually my neighbor and uh, just a phenomenal dad. He's always looking for fun things to do with his babies. And so, uh, so Ken, would you, would you close this out tonight? Would you pray? Whatever's on your heart, maybe share a thought. Revelation chapter seven, verse nine. I'm reading from the message translation. And it says, I looked again. I saw a huge crowd, too huge to count. Everyone was there, all nations, tribes, all races and languages. And they were standing dressed in white robes and waving palm branches, standing before the throne and the Lamb of God. I'll ask everybody at the sound of my voice to close their eyes that was John speaking and declaring how heaven will be like. Every nation, every tribe, every race, every language. As the church, we are to be the light. We were built on love and love is the only thing that will restore racial reconciliation. As we are thinking of what the world is going through, as we've listened 
to Pastor Kyle, and he has spoken about empathy. I just want to read one more scripture and then we get into prayer. And this is Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 14 and 15. And this is when Ezekiel was being sent to speak the word of hope and of correction and to challenge the captives who were in Babylon. And this is what he said. So the Spirit lifted me up and took me away. And I went in bitterness, in the heat of my spirit, but the hand of the Lord was strong upon me. Then I came to the captives at Tel Abib, who dwelt by the river Cheba, and I sat where they sat, and remained there astonished among them seven days. If you call seven hills your home, have you sat where those who are hurting have sat? Not questioning, not judging, but listening. So that the Spirit of God could come upon you and give you the words of comfort. There's so much that we are going through in this current work culture where if you don't agree for something, then you're against it. But the church was built on love. We exist because of love. So are you sitting where your hurting people are sitting. So let's pray. Everlasting Father, we come to you because you are the one perfect one. We come to you with our failings. We come to you with our flaws. And we ask you, Lord, to heal us and to restore us. May seven hills be the light that will draw all men from all races, black, white, brown, Latino, regardless of where you are, that we may be the love that shines on the top of a hill to draw men to you. I pray that in the mighty name of Jesus, that hearts will be turned to come back to you, that you as the potter and we as the clay may choose to confront the prejudices we have, the mindsets that we have that do not conform to your word. May we be like Ezekiel in the beginning of chapter 3 who chose to eat of your word and it tasted as honey. And let that word change us from the inside out. Let us be the bridge that brings your power and your love to this hurting world. May you use everyone who's listening to be a vessel that brings hope, that brings joy, and that brings healing. That we may learn to celebrate our differences. That we may learn to embrace our past and learn from it. That we may choose to be vessels that will be used for your glory and for your honor. We are not perfect in any way, but you are the perfect one. And we ask you, Lord Jesus, to come into our hearts, to come into our city, to come into our nation, to come into this world with the hope that is in Christ Jesus, that we will confront them and look at, at the mirror and see what you see, that we may remember that heaven will be full of color it will be full of diversity it will be full of people from every nation declaring that you 
our Lord. May we come to you in humility. May we come to you in truth. And may our hearts be receptive to be changed by you. May we have a teachable spirit to embrace your word, to fall on our knees and to weep and to cry and to be the change that you have called us to be. For this is the word of the Lord that we may stand firm and that King of glory, Lord, your love will be made manifest in our lives. In Jesus' name we do pray, trust and believe. Amen. And so, Father God, we come together, Lord, brother and sister, God, we come together as your sons and as your daughters, Lord. We come together, God, black and white and brown, every tribe, every tongue, every nation. We come together, God, under one banner, the banner of the Lord Jesus, God. We thank you, Lord, for unity in this country, Lord. We thank you for your love, Lord. God, we thank you, Lord, for what you're gonna do inside this church, inside this city, inside, God, everything that you wanna do we love you, Jesus. We give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor, Lord. We love you in Jesus' name. Oh, come on. Sing with us. May his favor be upon you and a thousand generations in your family, in your children, in their children, in their children. May his favor be upon you thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children may his presence go before you and behind you and beside you all around you within you he is with you he is with you in the morning in the evening in your coming in your glory for this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, there are just a couple next steps we'd love to highlight. First, you can subscribe to this podcast to stay up to date with brand new episodes every single week. You can even share this with a friend by clicking that share button you see right there on your screen. We'd also love to hear from you. So if you have a comment, you can visit us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Seven Hills Church. Lastly, we want to say thank you to those who give generously to this ministry. You're helping us impact thousands. You can click on the link in the episode's description to give now or visit us at sevenhillschurch.tv backslash give. Thank you again for listening and we'll see you next time.